Hello, and welcome to Alma College Histories and Mysteries. Here, we'll be discussing different topics related to the history of Alma College and the general Alma community. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Maddie. Today, we'll be unmasking the masks that surrounded our campus in 1918 and once again in 2020. How do 100 years in technological and medical advancements change our response? How do we come to terms with times of crisis? The Spanish influenza of 1918 spread throughout the United States in March of that year. Cases arose in Europe, America, and some parts of Asia. Some scholars believe that it started in Camp Funson, Fort Riley, Kansas, where cases were reported March 11th. The disease would spread across the United States with the movement of troops within both the United States and the rest of the world. Most experienced symptoms, such as a sore throat, a cough, and a fever, recovering in about a week. However, by August 1918, when the second wave had hit, new symptoms arose. Mouth and nose bleedings, dizziness, loss of hearing or smell, and in some cases, insomnia or delirium began. The most common killer being bacterial pneumonia, a secondary infection, which often resulted in lung failure, didn't begin until the second wave. Common cures included aspirin, iodine, and arsenic, often in toxic doses. Some referred to more traditional methods, such as bloodletting. There were no vaccines for the deadly disease or approved treatment plans. This meant that how to handle the pandemic was up to local mayors or health officials, who often knew as little as the general public. By 1920, some 500 million would be infected, nearly a third of the world's population at the time. 20 to 50 million people would die, with some estimates as high as 100 million. Alma responded to the influenza as many others did with much attention given to the World War and little to the pandemic, with worries that speaking about the pandemic would decrease patriotism. However, when the college did discuss the influenza, it was in small doses, usually consisting of those who had fallen ill and who had lost their lives, such as Herbert Shaw, the first student to die of the disease. People were referred to by their name, their hometown, and condolences were given to families with individuals falling ill or losing their lives having a large impact on the small campus community, just like the male students and professors who had left for the war. However, the campus responded in similar ways we would see 100 years later. Extracurricular activities such as sports, clubs, and fraternities were the first to be put on a short hiatus, though classes remained in session. Masks were additionally encouraged, with articles in the Almanian discussing how to wear them fashionably, but were not required, and a campus building was set up for students to quarantine in. Unfortunately, these precautions didn't arise until about halfway through the pandemic. In the early months of 2020, word of COVID-19 spread. The public heard about it in the news and saw its inevitable growth, but initially there wasn't much cause for concern. COVID-19 originated from Wuhan, China, and with a slow start, many people didn't worry. As 2020 progressed, COVID rapidly spread. Countries like Italy soon became affected. On March 11, 2020, the World Health Organization officially declared COVID-19 a pandemic. At this point, symptoms of COVID included fever, cough, tiredness, and loss of taste or smell. In more serious cases, there were also shortness of breath and difficulties breathing that sent some people to the hospital. These symptoms reflected those of a common cold, the flu, or pneumonia. 
Looking at the Spanish flu in 1918, some of the noted signs of illness were the same. But how would Alma College handle a second pandemic around 100 years later? Shortly after COVID was officially declared a pandemic, late at night on March 12th, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer called for all public K-12 schools to close for three weeks until April 6th. This left colleges like Alma in a predicament about what the plans for the future would look like. At 12 a.m. on March 13th, President Abernathy sent a campus-wide email stating the last of in-person classes for the winter 2020 semester occurring on Friday, March 13th. Students would be given a break and the classes would resume, but online, starting on Wednesday, March 18th. Initially, the campus would remain open to students who wished to stay on campus for the rest of the semester, but they had the choice to go home if they wanted to and would receive a stipend from housing. It didn't take long for the college to make more decisions resulting from the spreading pandemic. On March 17, 2020, with cases in Michigan fastly reaching 65, most students were asked to leave campus by 5 p.m. on the 19th. The rec center closed, dorm room lobbies closed, any travel through Posey Global and spring term were halted, and consolidation of students on campus began. Most of everything on campus was stopped in order to reduce the possibility of COVID from spreading around campus. Campus began to look very empty, with fewer students and staff interacting. It was a ghost town. Unlike classes in 1918 with the Spanish flu, in 2020, classes were moved online and students were removed from campus. There was nothing actively taking place on campus anymore. As the pandemic surged on and the 2020 spring term fully converted online, many students and staff wondered what the upcoming fall semester would look like. As the fall semester loomed, Michigan hit 100,000 cases. Alma College decided to require masks to be worn in every on-campus location, as well as assign students with specific bathrooms and dorms with fully online and hybrid classes. With campus life limited to smaller sized classes and online events, students got creative with ways to keep campus life normal while staying safe. With the 2020 presidential election, creation of COVID-19 vaccines, and occasional campus-wide COVID testing, the school year carried on. Now, in 2022, almost two full years since the COVID-19 pandemic arrived at Alma's campus, things have mostly returned to normal. Clubs are fully operating, sports teams can travel for games, classes are mostly in person, sororities and fraternities can hold recruitment in their houses, and school-sponsored travel is allowed once again. Alma is also reducing their campus testing and quarantine periods. This, with news of mask mandates being up to the decision of professors, gives insight into Alma's COVID view today, an unmasked college campus. So over a hundred years passed since the Spanish flu on Alma College's campus. How did technological and medical advances change our response? How do people come to terms with crisis? In 2020, people became creative during hard times. Alma students did their best to keep a positive campus experience while the college had limitations and restrictions geared on protecting the students and staff by limiting the ability to do things. Additionally, technology allowed for vaccines, helping to reduce the severity of COVID-19, which became available and encouraged for the student body. Finally, a hope for the future and a return to normal filled the student body. In 1918, 
Little was still known about the medical world. There was little knowledge on antibiotics and their treatment process, on the spread of viruses and how to prevent them, on vaccines. But people maintained their morale despite the rise of a pandemic and the continuation of a world war. People remained positive about their present and hopeful for their future. People supported their loved ones and strangers. People remained people. Reminding us that a hundred years didn't change our opinions on how we treat one another in such troubling times. Finally, reminding us that no matter the struggle, we can get through these troubling times together. <laughs>